Hello and welcome to another episode of Chandelier Chats. I'm your host, Rochelle LaCour. We have a wonderful, beautiful guest. Her name is Tanya Michelle. She is a life strategist. And today we're going to be sharing about a vision aimed towards another reality. And I'm so excited to have her here. So please join me in welcoming Tanya. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing today, Tanya? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. And thank you, Rochelle, for inviting me on. I am very excited to have the conversation today. Oh, you're welcome. So please, Tanya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Tell us how you got into being a life strategist and tell us about the vision aimed towards another reality. Absolutely. Well, it's a long story, so I'm going to make it as short as I possibly can. <laughs> um, I am, well, I'm, I'm located actually in, uh, in Phoenix and I, it's, it's absolutely the best time of the year to be here because it's not, you know, triple digits where it stays during the summer. <laughs> I am absolutely no freezing, none of that feels really good. I'm a very happy camper right now. And in terms of how I got into doing what I do as a life strategist, I, I and I actually say the dual thing of catalyst and strategist, because I, I believe in helping to get people going. And that piece of it is sort of what led me into doing what I do now. And I'll be honest, I sort of fell into what I do by a long slide. And what I mean by that is number one, I always, I've, I've been a coach literally from childhood. I was always that kid that other kids came to for advice. I was always the, the one that stuck up for and gave voice to other people. And mm -hmm. I've always had this curiosity around what makes people tick? Why do people think the way that they do? Why do they make the choices that they make? And, you know, I, I, I was always evaluating, I guess, myself and also evaluating other people. I initially planned to uh, major in psychology and uh, that's a very long story. So I won't go into why I chose not to. Let's just say it was a bad teacher. And, <laughs> <laughs> and for, for another time, it turned me off from studying psychology. <laughs> um, but I still, I've always sort of studied on my own. I'm just sort of, sort of like a sponge there. But I was uh, married to military. Uh, and, I, and I say that because when you're married to someone in the military, you're married to the military yes, and um, <laughs> we actually were stationed in Okinawa Japan and it was an absolutely wonderful experience but I needed something to do because there was nowhere that I could work because I wasn't a citizen and so forth so I started volunteering on the base and at one point they had a huge drawdown of forces and they needed some, uh, they, they needed help, they needed transition assistance. And at that time, I'm sort of dating myself here or aging myself, but at that time, there was not a transition assistance program. And so I volunteered to put together some, some workshops. Um, I put together four workshops on you know, interviewing and resume writing and, you know, getting the job and your professional presence. And I started teaching those and people were getting results and I got hooked. <laughs> yeah. So 
so cool to help people be able to, to douse the fear and make the transition and to, to, to realize that they could use what they had in another, uh, in another way. And that uh, grew into me going for my degree in education, both my master, my bachelor's and master's are in education, focusing on training and education and uh, organizational development, things of that sort. I worked in corporate forever, again, dating myself over <laughs> years or so, actually more like over 30. <laughs> but I started when I was 15, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so 30 years, I'm not that long ago. Anyway, that's that's not true. But anyway, but it has been my passion. And what I did find is in working in corporate, while my job obviously was to bring out the best of each of our employees so that the company would be able to thrive, for me, it was never about the company. It was mm. always about the individuals. I, mm -hmm. I just believe that just like a chain, the weakest link will, will break it, right? So mm -hmm. I always believe that an, a corporation is only as strong as this weakest individual contributor. So mm -hmm. I worked hard on developing people, developing their passion, developing their joy, obviously developing their skill, you know, helping them to see, am I, am I the right fit for this? Um, is this truly what I want? Um, and sometimes that meant that people did make a decision to switch jobs or to switch companies even. Um, and where some people may look at that and think, oh, but you're losing talent. Um, that's not really true because if, if you're not truly engaged, then you're not truly contributing at your greatest, which means the organization is suffering. Um, mm -hmm. and so I wanted to make sure that the individual and the organization were thriving. And um, so now I've just shifted that. I've, I've left my corporate uh, jobs uh, behind and moved into working with people one-on-one -on -one and in small groups and in uh, trainings and courses and retreats and things of that sort. But again, focusing on helping people. I work mostly with women, I will say. It's not that I don't ever work with men, I do. Uh, but I, I do sort of have a heart and a passion for working with women, mm -hmm. basically those who are successful, but they don't feel fulfilled. They, they may feel like they're not really on the right path or they're not sure. Uh, they may know they're not on the right path, but they're afraid to make a, a, diff, a, a different choice. Because yeah. if I make that different choice, I might lose this or that or the other thing. And so mm -hmm. I, I help them to reimagine their lives through what you said, the vision toward a vision uh, aimed towards another reality, an avatar. And I'm gonna be honest, I sort of, um, it took that from, you know, with coaching and, and other uh, healers or trainers and so forth, they, they tell you that when you start a business, you should have an avatar. You know, you need to know yeah. who your ideal customer is, right? Yeah. Um, so to me, how do you know who your ideal customer is if you don't know truly who you are? If you mm -hmm. haven't really identified 
who it is that you are, what your voice is, what your, your message is, what really pulls you forward, what it is that you have to give and why you want to give those things, then you can't truly identify who your ideal customer is. So to me, rather than starting with the avatar for your customer, you start with your avatar for yourself so that you're really getting crystal clear on who you are, how you are, what it is that you want to contribute, and then everything sort of grows out of that. Wow, I think that's a really beautiful outlook and it actually brings up a question. So how was the transition from working in corporate for you know, 25, 30 years to now run, owning and operating your own as your own enterprise? <laughs> well, you know, I, I had some bumps, I'll have to be honest. I had some bumps along the road. Um, it, I've always been a very, very independent kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I was always sort of doing things on the side. I wasn't really, pursuing a business uh, per se, but I was always doing other things on the side. I wrote for newspapers and magazines, and I did some coaching for other organizations, you know, volunteer type of, of things, and working with individuals. So uh, to be honest, making that transition was pretty easy in the sense of the what I was doing, because mm -hmm. I'd always been focused on the individual anyway, and I'd always been, I've always been sort of that person in an organization that I was that department of one in most cases. And in a lot of those cases, I was actually creating the department, creating the policies, creating the procedures, you know, uh, it really being the one that put together the department, ran the department, and so forth. So I had plenty of experience in putting together business inside of the business. Now, the part of it that was more difficult for me is that I have to admit, I'm one of those people that I need to be held accountable. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm important. Big picture kind of person, yeah. right? So even though I'm very capable of, and it's a, a learned thing, it's not my natural way of being, but my learned skills of, you know, putting together again, policies and processes, procedures and so forth and so on, I can do that. But my natural inclination is the big picture. It's like, oh, we could do this. Oh, and we could do that. And I'm, and so I'm, you know, I'm constantly grasping. <laughs> Ooh, something shiny. <laughs> Exactly. I can yeah. be scattered sometimes. Um, and so working in an organization, you've got people holding you accountable. It's like, okay, yeah, you got these great ideas, but guess what? This is what we're working on right now. This is what I need you to deliver on. Yeah. Transitioning into my own business, oh my goodness, it was initially, and I have to admit, it's been just in the last year, 2020 even though it was obviously a horrendous year in a lot of ways. I also believe 2020 was a huge blessing in a certain way in that it gave us time, you know, it sort of gave us all a collective timeout, you know, yep, it, it totally. time to just sort of catch your breath a little bit, that time to sort of think about, am I on the right track? Am I doing the things that I want to do? Am I aligned with where I want to go? Um, and it's when I really started, because I had been 
teaching and coaching on Avatar for quite some time, but I have to be honest, I had never truly put it in place for myself. I'd sort of, you know, I think about it here and I think about it there, but not to truly sit down because it's an actual process that I have that you go through. And so I would dabble in it here and there, but never truly go all the way through. Well, 2020 gave me the opportunity to sit down, get my stuff together and actually go through and look at where I was on track, where I was not on track, what I wanted my life to look like, how it was not looking like that and what I could do in order to create that. And the more important part was to really evaluate. You say this is what you want, but your actions are not aligned with what it is that you say that you want. So either what is it that's holding you back or is it that you truly want it? Mm. And so through the process of Avatar really helped me. I, I had seen how it worked for my clients, but it really helped me to see how well it works because then I was able to pinpoint, hmm, okay, here's where I'm holding myself back. It isn't that I don't want it. It's that, you know, a couple of the things that came up for, for me. Well, I feel fraudulent. Okay. Um, oh, feel, yeah. <laughs> because as a child, I said, I, I had to be nine, 10 years old. And I remember making the decision that I would have my own business. And it would, it would be a wildly successful business. Um, I was going to have houses all over the planet. You know, I just, I, yeah. I had this huge vision, but I put a limiter on that. And it was that I could not have that until I had been successful in working for someone else. In, mm. in now, I can't tell you why I made, made that limiter. I, I, haven't, I still haven't figured that out. But because I'm also one of those people that I have, I have tried various and sundry things in my career. Um, if I get bored with something, I don't care how much I'm being paid. If I'm not bored, I'm going to go do something else. So I, you know, I moved around different companies. Um, I, you know, I made it to director level, but I never made it to vice president. I never made it to president, never made it to CEO. Therefore, I wasn't successful. And so mm -hmm. if I hadn't been successful there, how do I think I'm qualified or capable to be successful here? Now, I know that that's a lie that I buy or that I bought, <laughs> mm -hmm. but because I was willing to buy that and because I hadn't examined it, it put the brakes on what I could do. And so even though I knew I was capable, I knew I had something of value, I also sabotaged myself. That's the other thing that came up. And I sabotaged myself again because it, I wasn't aligned with the lie that I had in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so I had to change the lie. I, I, well, not change it, but I had to uh, expose it. And I had to be able to replace it with the truth. And going through actually doing the work of discovering in the avatar 
helped me to, number one, find those places where I was holding myself back, where I was sabotaging myself, and then to be able to begin taking aligned action. I could make a plan that was aligned with the outcomes that I wanted, and then I could, and, and I like to say that we don't become anything. We already are. If you're able to create your avatar, and, and, and just a little aside on that, the whole idea of the avatar is creating your life as you, and, and I say your perfect life, meaning perfect for you. It may not be perfect for someone else. And it obviously isn't going to be perfect because we know there isn't a perfect, but it is in identifying what is your perfect life. It, every aspect, every area. You go through in minute detail your health. You know, what, what does that look like? And, and what does it feel like? Because it's not just about thinking it, it's also about connecting to it. And you connect, of course, through your emotions. And so the whole process takes you through thinking it, yes, but also connecting yourself to it emotionally. Um, and, and that is because you then are able to be the change you seek, right? Because mm -hmm. again, you don't become anything. I mean, if, if, if there's something that you want, you want it because there's, always, there's already a resonance within you to that thing. There's already something that connects you to it. It's just then making a decision to take deliberate aligned action moving towards it. So forget about becoming, you know, and simply be. And how do you be is simply, again, aligned action. So if I know that I want to run a business, what does that mean? What does that business look like? And I've identified all of that in minute detail, <laughs> in my avatar, then it's taking those steps. Um, you know, and then the other piece of it, of course, is knowing that the change that you want, you connect yourself to the outcome through the aligned action because the change happens immediately. Um, and I tell, I tell my clients that sometimes and they look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, okay, but if I do this thing, I don't necessarily have, or I don't become this, or I don't whatever right away. And that's true, of course, right? But the truth is that change is immediate the outcome, the manifestation, that's something that manifests later on. But the change itself happens right now. So for example, um, if, I were, if I were gonna walk across the room right now, then I said, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk straight ahead. I wanna go to that wall over there. And I start walking in that direction. Well, it's inevitable that I'm going to get there because that's a direction in which I'm walking. However, if I decide that, oh, wait, I need something from over here, then I am going to, instead of continuing in this direction, I would make a shift. The moment I make the shift, I can no longer go there. <laughs> it can't happen. I've already changed. Now, the outcome haven't, hasn't manifested. I haven't reached that wall, but I've changed my direction. I'm heading that direction now. I've already changed. And if I continue walking in that direction, 
I'm going to reach the wall. And that's another piece that the avatar helps, helps you to do. Because you've identified and because you've connected to the outcome that you desire, it helps keep you aligned with the actions that you have to take to get where it is you want to go. Can you describe for our listeners and our viewers what the difference is between aligned action and maligned action? Because I think that that's a really important distinction and a lot of people maybe might be confused or not know what that is. Absolutely. Okay, so basically, if you think about it, every one of us, every single day, we're, we're taking actions, we're doing things. Um, we are, you know, we, we, if you have a job, you get up, you go through your morning routine, you maybe have breakfast, you jump into your car or whatever mode of transportation, or at least we used to. <laughs> Some people <laughs> still do. Um, maybe now you've got a short commute across the room to get on your computer, but... <laughs> go to the office or you go to your computer, you do, you know, go through the things that you have to every single day to accomplish the job that you're doing. But when you look at the bigger picture, you look at what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What do I stand for? What is it that's important to me beyond the job, beyond the money that I make, beyond the thing that I do? What is it that I really stand for? It, basically, what's my purpose, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, maligned or, or misaligned or however we want to say it, action is any actions that we're taking that, yeah, it, it produces a result. It just does not produce the result that you are wanting. It may even be that you're not even consciously thinking about the result that you truly ultimately want. Um, and so we just go through the motions. It's like being on autopilot and we go through the motions. Where when we take aligned action, that means I've identified clearly what it is that I want. I know what are the steps that I need to take. I also know what are the, the pitfalls. I know the challenges. I know the consequences of decisions that I, and choices that I can make. And I'm prepared to, uh, to pilot myself, if you will, instead of autopilot, to pilot myself mm -hmm. towards the outcome that I want. So the aligned action is that I am thoughtful. I am deliberately intentional about where I want to go. And so the things that I do, even if it's still those things that are the everyday, you know, I just, I, I got to do this because this pays the bills kind of thing, you still are conscious as to why am I doing this thing? How does it, uh, how does it help me along the road to the ultimate outcome? It is being, again, and I, I just love that phrase, deliberately intentional. And when we're deliberately intentional about where we want to go, the actions that we take, we're always aware of them and we're always course correcting. It's sort of like an airplane. I, I, I've heard the statistic, I mean to look it up and I've not looked it up yet, but I've heard the statistic that when an airplane is on autopilot, 90% of the time, it's off course. <laughs> you know, it's constantly the, the wind shears or, uh, you know, there, there's something, it may have to navigate around something, whatever, but that for some reason, 90% of the time, it's off course. And yet, 
if it if I you know took a plane from here in Phoenix and I'm going to New York City, that plane, even though the most of that trip is going to be on autopilot, I'm going to land in New York City. Why? Because it's constantly course corrected. And if we do that same thing, if we're conscious about what the outcome is, where we're going, then we can uh, course correct consciously, intentionally, knowing that that's where I want to be. So if I find myself heading in this direction, I've got a course correct. And if I get set back, that's okay. I, I can still course correct. And if there's a detour that I have to take, it's okay because I still can course correct. And that's when we're, when we're in aligned action, we are on course and almost assured, almost guaranteed of getting the outcome that we're looking for. Although I will say, and will caution uh, your audience that be careful what you look for. And by that, what I mean is not, not, the, not the norm of be careful what you ask for, <laughs> but be careful what you look for in the sense that sometimes the outcome that you desire is dressed in a package that you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we miss it because we're looking for it to, to present itself in a specific way. You have to stay open. You have to allow rather than force. I, I, I like to say there's a continuum. Um, you either fight something or you force something, but between that you can allow. And so you want to allow yourself the experiences. You want to allow yourself to have the opportunity to explore, to discover, and to find that maybe the exact perfect package you were looking for, while it looks different, it presents you with exactly what it is that you wanted. Wow. I think that that's, I think that's a beautiful uh, way to paint a picture for taking aligned action and how to know that you're taking aligned action. Thank you for sharing that. I am curious, what do you, in your experience, what do you think is the biggest hurdle that people experience when they're transitioning from either a corporate role or just any role into, you know, entrepreneurship once they've decided that that is their end result goal? Because I feel like I feel like the world has been raised to generate employees, not entrepreneurs, not business owners. And I feel like there's a massive shift. 2020 was an opportunity for people to really get real and be like, holy crap, the, you know, this is really unstable. And like, I'm tired of working for this company. I want to work for myself. I spent 11 years working at a construction company and I left it. I left it to, to pursue my, my life passion of, of, you know, coaching and helping people heal. So, yeah, you know, like, it's amazing. That's exactly. That's to celebrate for sure. Totally. So what would you say is the biggest obstacle that people face? Um, I can tell you from my experience, the biggest thing I was afraid of was not having the consistent income because I'd always, I'd always, you know, done my coaching or my, my little side hustle was just sort of like an extra nice to have kind of thing. Whereas you know, I knew that I constantly had that every week I was paid weekly. So every week I was having a consistent check. So I was like, all right, you know, this is, this is easy. So what yeah. is the biggest hurdle you have noticed? Well, I would say, and, and while I agree with you, most people do think of it as money. 
Um, and But I disagree that the money is actually the issue. Yeah. To me, the real issue is mindset. Because the mindset has been, and, and you'll notice a lot of people did shift in 2020 because they came to realize that this isn't necessarily stable as I thought it was. This isn't, you know, I, I, I thought that I was going to have that X amount of dollars every week or every two weeks or every month, whatever, um, that I could count on. I, I thought that this was, I had nothing to worry about. As long as I did my part, I was going to have what I was supposed to have, right? Mm -hmm. And I have been literally for years teaching people, when you think about your career, and, and because I, I work with people who are business owners, but I also work with what I call career climbers, um, you know, because I, sometimes people choose to build a career inside of a business. They choose to help build someone else's business. But I still uh, advise people to think as a business owner, even when you are part of another organization, because if you mm -hmm. think of it like this, um, a business exists to provide a product or service to, you know, to an organization or to a person or, or what have you, but it, it provides a product or service in exchange for value, which of course generally is money. Mm -hmm. So as an individual that works for an organization, every single day, you're providing a product or service in exchange for value in the form of money. Mm -hmm. You're a business owner, period. So you have to think, even if you're working in an organization, you think like a business owner. That would help with the transition. But since most of us don't do that, um, we do have that mindset of this I can count on. We fear um, that we won't be able to replace what we had here. But the truth of it is, think about it. The reason that you have a paycheck every week or every two weeks or every month or whatever, the reason is because you do a job. You do, you produce a product or you produce a service. You do that. Nobody's giving you anything. You do that. You're mm -hmm. earning so mm -hmm. if you can do that in a business it for you know someone else's organization or whatever why can't you do that for you so to me it's more of a mindset it's understanding i'm already in business i'm already producing value i'm already producing either a product or service because every day I get up and I do what I have to do. If I don't feel well, unless I'm really sick, I'm going to work. If I, you know, I'm distracted or whatever, I'm going to keep forcing myself. I got to focus. I got to get this done. If I have a deadline, I'm going to meet that deadline. If there's something I need to learn, I'm going to learn it. We do what we must do. And we do it because we think it's because they're holding us accountable because they're paying us. No, we're doing it because we've made a commitment to do that. And in exchange for that commitment, yes, they pay us. And sure, they hold us accountable. 
But ultimately, we hold ourselves accountable because we can go in and we can do a, a really effed up job because <laughs> <laughs> we really don't care. <laughs> you know, nobody can make us do a good job. We do it because we care, right? So it is the mindset that if I can do it here, I can also do it here, and I can also do it here. And I think once people understand that, once they pull back from the fear of I can't because, and they realize, oh, wait, I can. Because as long as, now, and I, I don't want to, to try and say, oh, you're going to go get, you know, start your business and you're just instantly going to start bringing in the same amount of money that you were making. I, I, I got foolish. And you want to scream me up. <laughs> I wish it were true, but no. I wish it worked that way, but it does not. No. So, you know, I, I really do. When it's, you know, if someone has, they've saved, they've prepared, they're truly ready financially to go out and start their business, then I say, okay, go ahead, you know, cut, cut ties with the organization and go do your thing. On the other hand, um, if you haven't done that, but you're ready, you know what, I'm just, I'm so ready to do my own thing, then do it while still being in part of the organization. But here's the thing, mm -hmm. rather than thinking of, well, this is my side hustle over here because I've got my job. So this is my side hustle. This is my side hustle. Yes. This is my job. Mm -hmm. Your energy, your focus. Now that's not to say you're gonna start shirking off at work. You do the work, you give them because as long as you're in, contract, right? You've made a commitment when, when you mm -hmm. say, I accept this job, that's a commitment that you're making. So I'm not saying you're going to start shirking off and, and half doing and whatever. You're still going to give 100%. Mm -hmm. But most of us give way more than 100% because we feel compelled to, we feel whatever, for whatever reason, right? Pull back to the 100%. And 100% isn't um, over and above and whatever, 100% is these are the expectations and I'm meeting every single one of those expectations to the best of my ability. But that's my side hustle. Now, where my real energy is going to go, where my, you know, all my passion is going to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to be learning things and I'm going to, it's going to go over here because this is the thing that I'm going to grow. This is the thing I'm giving my energy and my time, my focus to, because yes, I do intend to replace what I'm earning over here. I do intend, you know, and again, it goes back to the deliberate intentionality. Question for your audience to think about. Um, do you want to be a coach? Do you want to be a healer? Do you want to be a trainer? Do you want to be a teacher? Do you, you know, do you want to do that? Or do you want to run a business? Because there's a difference. Question. Yeah, that's a fair question. <laughs> there's a difference. If you just want to coach, to heal, to whatever, let it be your side hustle and keep working over here or make it your full-time hustle by finding a job with an organization that does what you want to do. But don't go start a business. 
When you start a business, you start a business because you want to run a business. And I will say, I'm going to fess up. That was probably even beyond what I said, you know, with the sabotage and whatever. My biggest sabotage really was the fact that I was not running a business. I was pursuing a hobby. Oh, yeah. And you're not the only one. You're not the only one. There are so many people that think, oh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing well with my, as we're calling it, side hustle here. And then they leave their, their nine to five or whatever job they're working or full-time employment to pursue the side hustle. And then it fizzles out because yeah. now they have all this stress on top of that. Like, oh crap. Well, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to make my car payments? Who's going to buy my food? Like, what am I going to do? Move back in with my parents? Like, exactly. Holy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's that, you know, it's that make that decision ahead of time, um, you know, and, no, and, and, and there's no shame in that. I mean, if, if you really, you know, I'm passionate about coaching and I really want to coach, but I don't really want to run a business. I don't want to get into marketing. I don't want to get into, you know, creating systems. I don't, I don't want to get into trying to sell to people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to do the business part of it, then don't pursue a business, you know, do it as a hobby or work for another business that does what you want to do so that you can have joy. I mean, that's, isn't that the whole reason that we do what we do, right? Because we yeah. want to have joy. And if you don't really want to run a business, all you're going to have is stress and failure, not failure in the sense of, oh my gosh, you're not good enough. Not like that, but in the sense of, I'm pursuing this because this is what makes me happy and passionate and joyful, but I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling burnt out. See, that's, that's the failure. The failure isn't about the money because we can correct that. We can correct the money part. Um, it, it isn't about not having clients. We can correct that part. Um, but it's about, am I pursuing something that truly doesn't fill my cup? It, it really doesn't. I thought it would, but it really doesn't. And if you find that, you know what? I thought this was the thing, but it's not really that thing. Don't be afraid to, to, to pursue something else. Don't be afraid to change. It's okay. You know, we feel like at, you know, 17 or 18, we're supposed to know what we want to be when we grow up. But the truth is, most of us have not been exposed to enough to be able to know what it is we want to be. So it's like when you ask a child what they want to be, a fireman, a doctor, a policeman, because this is what they see, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know what's out there. And most of us as adults don't know because we've never allowed ourselves to explore, you know? So change is not a bad thing, I promise you. <laughs> Well, and they also say that um, the average adult goes through three major career changes in yes. their life before, you know, before they go into retirement, if, if I can say that. And I, I feel that that's totally relevant. I mean, I this is my third. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. throwing that out there. This is my third. So yes. I, I, I probably been through more than that. <laughs> Like and I said, because no I am an explorer. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no shame in that. And I think that we need to remove the stigma that you can't change just because something pays you well. 
I would rather work a job that just satisfies my bills, my, my financial needs that I love Uh and work a job that I cannot stand. That makes me miserable that I have to take sick time away from just because they pay me, you know, six figures a year or whatever ridiculous salary. It's not worth it. I actually had a position, I won't say where the organization was or whatever, um, but I was right at six figures, um, which I had been shooting for, you know, all my career, Mm -hmm. I I want it, you know, uh, that's when you break through, right? And um, I was at a director level and um, I had a situation with my manager, <laughs> um, and, and you've probably heard the thing that most people don't leave companies, they leave managers. Yes. Um, speak, preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> so I had situation, and I mean, I literally got to the point where I made the statement, and it was not that I was just saying it. I literally meant I would rather live on the street and eat out of a trash can than to work for this organization. Wow. And I meant that. <laughs> and yeah, I that's a pretty potent organization. statement. <laughs> yeah, that's a very potent statement. And I mean, I obviously that's not something I want to do. And I, I, you know, I don't want anybody to have to do that. But I just, it's just was not worth it, just as you said. And mm-hmm. you cannot pay me enough to do, um, and, and just as an aside, I, <laughs> I have, one of the things that I've done, one of my many careers, um, I created and ran a career center for a university. Um, and, you know, I'd have people that you know, would say, oh, I just need a job, I just need a job. And it's like, no, that's not true. You, you don't just want a job. You know? yeah. <laughs> if I just want a job, you'd already have one because you can go down to your local, you know, um, Walmart, you know, and, and get a job if it's just a job that you want. Now, mind you, it's not that working at Walmart's a bad thing. You know, there are careers at Walmart as well. But for someone who I just want a job, that's it. I, you know, I don't care. Um, if you really wanted that, why haven't you pursued that? Because that's exactly. the truth, right? It's not that's yes. more truth. It's um, the lie you're feeding yourself right now. Exactly. You know, and they'd say, oh, but you know, I, you know, well, why did you leave the position that you left? Oh, well, they weren't paying me enough, blah, blah. Well, okay. Did you know what they were going to pay you when you took the position? Yes. So was it enough when you took the position? Yes. So what you're saying is they weren't paying you enough in relationship to something, correct? Well, well, tell me about why you left. Oh, well, I had this situation or that situation or my boss this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those things didn't exist in your mind when you took the job. Therefore, you took that salary because that salary was enough because the job was what it was and you were going to be paid enough. But the moment that other things got thrown in that were not things you were willing to tolerate, suddenly it wasn't enough. So it's not about money. (laughs) You're not trying to get a job for money, not really. Yes, we need the income, but that's not the only reason that we pursue 
a position. We also pursue for other reasons. And when those are not fulfilled, the money becomes not enough. Yeah, I agree. And I'm curious, can you share, Tanya, what are some final closing words, some words of wisdom for our listeners, for our viewers? What would you like to say to them? What kind of inspiration would you like to leave them with today? Oh, let's see. I think probably the best that I can think of right now is, is there is a saying that I, I have to be honest, I only heard it um, in the last 15 years or so is when it, it first really, you know, it, it came to the forefront for me. Um, I was actually working on cruise ships at the time. Um, oh, <laughs> someone said, well, it is what it is. Right? And I kept hearing that. And I now I hear it all the time. Well, it is what it is, right? The truth of it is, and, 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 and the, the wisdom, hopefully, that I've want to leave with you is that change is completely possible. Just like I was saying earlier, if you want to, you know, you're walking in this direction, you want to go over here. If you, once you make that turn, the change has already happened. So here's the deal. When you're walking in this direction and I've gotten from here to here, and then I look at it and I go, well, it is what it is. Well, no, it is what it was. Because you had made a choice, you had made a decision here that I'm going to go over there. And you had started, you had taken aligned action with that decision. The moment you choose to take a different aligned action, you're creating a pivotal point where now this is what it was because I made a decision here. And now I'm going over here. So when I get over there, I can look back and go, ah, it is what it was. I made that decision. And at any point in time, if you feel stuck or you feel like you're on the wrong path or you feel like you're not sure of something or you feel that other people won't let you, <laughs> just remember that wherever you are, right now is based on choices and decisions that you made in the past. Even if it was two minutes ago, <laughs> it was a decision in the past. So it is what it was. And right this moment, the is, is that you have the opportunity to make a new choice, a new decision, take a new path. And if you do that, you can change. I like to say, and I'll leave you with this, you have the power to change. Take the power and make the change. I love it. I love it. And Tanya, can you please tell our listeners and our viewers how they can get a hold of you? How can they reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, probably the easiest thing, um, my, my website is launching this week. I'm so excited, or, or Monday this week. So, and that is Tanya Michelle. T-A-N-Y-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot co, not com, but co. Um, so you can reach me through there. I'm on uh, Instagram at Tanya Michelle underscore W. I'm also on Twitter, same handle, Tanya Michelle underscore W. Um, and then I, what is the last thing? Did I say Facebook? Facebook. <laughs> at career and business strategist. So that's me. 
Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you personally for being on the show, for sharing your many years of wisdom, for sharing your insights and uh, all of your beautiful stories. It's been a pleasure having you here and thank you very much for your time. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I wish you and your audience wonderful, amazing, fulfilled life. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.